Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chain Attack. My name is Trevor, and I am a not recovering uh, TI4 addict. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm Jay, and I feel like I should have come up with a uh, appropriate imperial title for for myself, but <laughs> I didn't. King King Cat at this point, right? <laughs> Yes. Uh, I'm Josh, and uh, I too am a fully out of remission TI4 addict. <laughs> I, I want more of it, and I want it soon. <laughs> I, so we 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 did a uh, <clears throat> um, eight person game that ended up so before. And I asked Josh how long he thought it would be, and he said he thought it would be eight hours. And I was like, eh, that seems a little pessimistic, because when we had <laughs> really Twilight Imperium 4th Edition in the past, it had been like usually four or five hours. Um, and so I was like... And that, to be fair, that was four or five hours with people who generally were still learning the new version. Yeah, like I, I feel like yes. I feel like TI four streamlines everything from TI three considerably. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know, maybe I I thought that eight was the worst case scenario essentially, and I was wrong. <laughs> 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 and which is fine, other than uh, well, you just hate to be wrong, right? No, no, it, it definitely accrued some... Uh, yeah, he probably said that to uh, Brian. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, anyways. See, the thing is, is like, every time I'm inevitably having conversations with, I'm just going to say muggles, okay? Like, <laughs> and, 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 you know, I'm, I'll have, you'll be having the conversation about, oh, what do you like to do and that? And, and they'll say, well, what's your favorite game? You know, when I talk about that, I love to do board games. And I, 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 I can't I can't help myself. It's like hardwired into my programming that I can't lie about this particular thing, right? And I'm always just like, well, it's Twilight Imperium, you know? And, and then you can't even explain it to people who don't even have a frame of reference, right? And so I think to myself in between plays of Twilight Imperium, oh, maybe I need to say something different, you know? But I'm like... We get done playing 10 hours later, and I'm like, no, it's still true. It's just my favorite experience every freaking time. Like, And it doesn't matter I mean, how often I get schooled or destroyed or whatever. I just can't get enough of it. 
It makes sense that the agent of chaos <laughs> would love Twilight Imperium so much. I mean, in what other game can it shine so bright as in this one? I just got it. I need that necrovirus injected right into my veins, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, before we go back to talking about Twilight Imperium, a few news and announcements, and I, I, I did have a. I guess a carryover question for Josh from the that I oh, okay. asked the free ramble, but All right. um, I guess news announcements. Uh, check out the Discount Games Inc. Discord. Um, you can find the link to it in my Twitter bio. Um, we also have if if you are interested in getting into Age of uh, Sigmar. The Dominion box set is the limited edition starter box that we are doing a, a special on. You'll receive an extra rebate on it. And so never been a better time to get into Age of Sigmar. Um, so I guess the question I I meant to ask you that I was going to ask in the pre-ramble probably, but we were too busy talking about me cheating on schoolwork. <laughs> <laughs> amongst other things jay ruining his political career with plagiarism <laughs> yes i mean <laughs> the gay guy in idaho has such a, a bright future <laughs> <in politics. laughs> uh, but um i'm i'm kind of curious josh so you are you know ceo of this quite large corporation and one of the things that I'm trying to spend more time is time on both like personal education and development slash uh, long-term planning for the business. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious what sort of things you do slash what sort of ratio of your time you would say you, you spend on that type of stuff on the long-term planning stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or education or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, actually I spend more now, uh, which is probably good, but like, I would say I probably spend 30 to 40% of my time on that now. Mm. Whereas before I took full ownership, um, two years ago, I would say I spent 10 to 15% of my time doing it. What sort of, what sort of stuff do you do with long-term planning with your business? Well, I mean, so a couple things like right now I'm essentially evaluating um, potential what I would call succession plans, like potential methods for selling the business, you know, whether that be to key employees, whether that be to making it a an employee owned business, you know, or whether that be to just sort of laying down opportunity for uh, I mean, I, I do still consider this a potential plan, but like laying down opportunity for mine and my partner's children to like, you know, start sure. to take part in the business, that kind of stuff. Um, so that's the kind of stuff I'm doing in long-term planning, which basically means I hang out with weird accountants and actuaries and lawyers, you know, at random times of the week. <laughs> Besides just, you know, reading books and articles on those different sort of methodologies Mm. Yeah, one of the, uh, like I said, I've been uh, trying to, I, one of the, one of the, I think, 
advantages that I need to try to utilize with um, with my business is that um, one of the things that can be an advantage for me is that um, you know I kind of want to try to have a, an attitude of continually improving the business, improving our processes, improving everything, right? And so mm-hmm. you know there's there's a lot of um, it's it's difficult to start a a game store and then it feels so and but then if you are trying to refine it or trying to improve as you're going on it it just it makes it difficult for other people to compete with that because of you know like the head start you've had or the you've been working on it for so long that you it's 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 a fairly significant advantage um right right um but anyways, I so one of the one of the things I I like to do with that is I'll ask friends whose opinion I respect um, what their their opinions on you know my business or things or et cetera. And part of what made me think of this, you were talking about succession plans, um, et cetera. And one of my friends was like, well, you know, what's your retirement plan or what's your plan to you know es- be done working at to DCI, exit the business, right? Exit yeah, the yeah. business, right? And <laughs> And one of the things he mentioned was, you know, potentially selling it to an employee or having it become an employee co-op or, you know, et cetera. But yeah. And see, I only really, I'm not going to say stumbled, but really seriously started considering that idea about a year and a half ago. And, you know, there's a lot to consider in it, but there are some, I don't know. I just, I try to keep everything on the table, you know, options wise. So sure. Anyways, that, that didn't really have any, Germaine subscribe to the anything. discord and you can discover <laughs> what kind of conversations lead to these questions yeah yeah okay so uh we we have lived in a pandemic world where we have not gotten together for twilight imperium in in ages i mean honestly the the expansion came out kind of right in the the neck of the deep of the pandemic Right, right. And so, Josh, you you got together a group. We had eight people. Um, this was your first time punching out your base game and expansion. Um, Took and, me three hours. I feel really bad. My my base game and expansion are still unpunched. Well, you should do what I did and watch Space Lines, the documentary on Twilight Imperium, while punching those things out. I've already seen it, though. Oh, dang it. <laughs> um, so I guess I mean, we're going to grade the expansion, but I guess I'm curious what your guys' overall uh, impression of the experience or what, what your thoughts were, et cetera, on, on our play. On our play specifically? Sure, or, I, or whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so... so... Klaktubaratu, he said your words. Yeah. Um, so I still feel like TI4 is the premier board gaming experience for anybody who enjoys strategy or political intrigue of any kind or social um, discussion. Or I, I don't want to call it social manipulation, but I guess there's some of that too. Um, but <laughs> Is there ever? I, I feel like it's, it is like there's no other game that even comes close to that combination of strategy plus empire building plus wheeling and dealing 
and we didn't have that much wheeling and dealing going on but but my my point being is like it just it feels like it's a singular experience in board games that you just can't get anywhere else and i think that if those things sound interesting to you and then you get turned off by the six hour to eight hour time frame i think yeah (laughs) (laughs) i have some opinions about that we'll get to that when we talk about the expansion but i think you should give it still give it a chance so yeah, my my quick impression is that do do you love chaos? Do you want more <laughs> chaos? The expansion will bring you more chaos. And so from that angle, I was fully delighted to have experienced <laughs> the expansion. But and I'm interested to see as we talk about it more in the grading. But I think that you could certainly go without it, and and your life could still be mostly complete. Let me ask you a question, Josh. Um, does the in TI three in the third edition of the game, the expansions gave you a modular experience, and they would basically list off a bunch of right. modular things you could add to the game, and say, you know, if you want to add this aspect as an expansion, you can do so, and if you don't want to add this, you can take it out. Does it do that with the expansion for TI four? Uh, you you theoretically could do that, yes. It, it didn't really present it in that way, and and of course the larvae of chaos that lives deep within my soul was like, there is no way we're not just cramming everything into the experience, right? But like, for example, I think you could go without the planetary explorations. Um, I mean, even, there even are some places like... you couldn't do that. You couldn't do that with though. Right. right. That's that's my issue with it, I guess. Is so I didn't. I'm going to get frank with you. I didn't like the planetary exploration. I felt like it added a level of RNG as to who found the, um, the the, relics, the relic shards or whatever, the pieces of relics. Right. I felt like it added some RNG to the game that didn't, wasn't necessary or didn't. And it, it was pretty powerful if you found the right ones. And then it felt like it added a significant amount of play time. Mm hmm. I just I wanted the eight player experience of the base game. And instead, I got the eight player experience with this additional fairly lengthy mechanic it feels like it adds a lot of time i don't think that that was well okay so i guess i'm curious so it seems like trevor's opinion is that the reason why the game took 10 hours was because of the The expansion no i'm not i'm not gonna look i'm not gonna place it solely at the feet of the expansion it clearly was added to from two extra players just by default Yeah, yeah yeah but i feel like and we got started sort of slow because there was people at the table who he had either not played or hadn't played in a while. And there was expansion rules that had to be explained. And I mean, my punch out wasn't fully prepared to just hand everybody their stuff. Well, right. We were, we were still the, sorting, sorting materials and other things like that. Getting racial stuff. Right. I'm from the, from the time that we our official meet time to when we actually started playing it, it took about an hour of setup. Yeah. To get to, to where we were. So would you say it's fair to say that our actual playtime was probably nine hours? I think it's actually closer to eight. Okay. No, it was I I did tweets at the end of each round and it was it was ten hours at the the end of the game. And the first and the first hour was, was kind of the setup stuff and then we had nine hours of playtime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm, I, I still feel like there was a lot of time spent with with explanation, explanation, ex- explanation yeah. or figuring things out. I, I, yes, there were there were certainly like interspersed throughout the rounds. You know, some of the players, I, I think, at least some of the players had never played the game before. 
No, everyone. Yes. Yeah. No, Troy had never played it. Oh, yeah, I don't think Troy had. Yeah. Okay. Everybody else had played it at least in third edition. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so there was there was some like, you know, I'm not sure either on the rules or what I should be doing right now. Yeah, or right. how to, how to right. accomplish my goals. I think is a you know a good way to put it. Yeah. Like they, they they knew what they wanted to do. They just didn't know how to get there. Right. Regardless, I, 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 I do I, feel like there there was a significant portion of the game that 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 was added to by the exploration cards because every time you had to read one and resolve it for every single action and previously in playing TI4 or even TI3 when you landed on a planet it was hand the person the cards and move on to the next player. Yeah. I didn't really feel like the explorations added much to the playtime, but I, I do know, feel I like in real. subsequent plays that you could still have essentially that experience that you're describing Trevor that you could hand somebody the planet and their exploration cards and move on. Um, but maybe that's naive to think that, you know. uh, yeah, and I can't argue one way or another because I don't know what's on all of the cards. I only know what I saw in my cards. Yeah. Jay does. So ask him <laughs> since his race basically dug up every card. Um, which honestly, I mean, that's the other part of it is it felt like some of the races that the expansion races had a significant leg up on the old ones because of some of these things, these new mechanics that the old races basically got nothing from or very, little. I guess, which I, would you say that mine was one of those? Yes, I would. So did you, did you feel that it a was a little bit had that too? Yes, I guess let I me, let, let me make sure that I fully understand your statement. Like, obviously I interacted a lot more with the planets uh, with, with the new mechanic in the expansion. Um, did you feel like I was overpowered compared to some of the classic races? Um, yes, because so, so here's, here's, let me explain or qualify my statement. As I mentioned when we first started discussing, it feels like the RNG of the deck and the importance of finding those specific cards to get the relics um, was a bit strong and your race took that out they didn't have the same level of rng and it double yeah. it double hit on that in that With for everyone else whatever right yeah for everyone else we had to get three relics and we had to find them and they were hard to find you only had to get two relic shards to create a relic and you were seeing twice as many cards so it was a double whammy compared to everyone else like not only were you getting more cards but you only had to have two-thirds of the cards jzop nerf cats yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I had, I guess my, I, I guess everyone thinks that the thing that they play is is not uh, <laughs> too strong, but, uh, well, I, I I think that Trevor's racial ability is way stronger than the one I had. Well, I mean, the results of the game would argue otherwise. <laughs> I, I I would never argue that the Nalu were not strong. You won't ever catch me saying right. that. Yeah. yeah. But I I feel like the addition of the relics and the ability to get them, um, and I wouldn't say like your race by default isn't necessarily stronger than anybody else's, but the number of relics that you could acquire over the course of the game, and the ease in which you could gain them, um, meant that in some games you would by far be the strongest race, and in other games maybe you wouldn't be. But I feel like your RNG was uh, mitigated more than everybody else's when it came to relics. 
and and obviously mm. they wanted it to be that way, but I just yeah yeah, I, and it does. Um, I'm part of the the way that the way my so for the listeners who who don't understand or know what we're talking about or this mechanic, basically when you go to a planet for the first time, you explore it and you draw one card from a deck and it will um, either have a, a fragment of a relic that you can then, if you collect three of them, um, you can turn it in for a relic and the relics, the relic deck has various fairly powerful abilities. Um, the cat race that I was playing, if I explore the planet with a mech, which is a new which unit, is a new unit also type, for, new from the expansion, yep. Yeah. Um, then I get to drop two cards. Um, I start the game with draw two cards and keep one. And correct? keep one. Yes. Yeah. And discard the other. So I start a game. I start the game with one mech. Um, a, a lot of in in our game, I had a lot of times where I would be going into a new system, and the system would have double planets or more than one planet, and I would have to decide, you know, where's the which where's the mech going? Where is it not going? Because that would influence whether or not I would get to draw additional cards. Um, and then the the other two kind of racial, well, three racial benefits kind of related to it. Um, I had one advisor that would make it so that um, basically at the end of the round, I could ex- explore a planet and it could be either my planet that has a mech on it, or it could be someone else's planet if I'm trying to do some sort of political maneuvering. Um, so each round getting to draw from, from the relic or the exploration deck is, is pretty powerful. Um, there's also a racial ability where if I conquer a planet, um, take over from someone else then i get a draw from the the deck the exploration deck and um, and this is the part that gets me there was doesn't seem to be any restriction on how your mechs work so you're drawing double on all those too yeah 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 i am um <laughs> and then it finally my my other racial ability is that i turn in for relics with two relic fragments instead of three. So this is the first part where I'm going to point to that seems OP to me. So the ability to um, use your advisor to basically say, hey, you that just on that planet, you get to explore that planet again. And and you mentioned that you could use it politically, but you never did. You always put it on yourself. Why would you give it to anybody else when you could just keep doing it on yourself? I mean, did did you ever use it for anybody else? No, I didn't use it for anyone else. No. I mean, why would you? I just, I, that blows me away. For wheeling and dealing. They're like, why? Why why would you ever let someone else get such a powerful thing that you can give yourself every round? Well, by the end of the game, uh, it was the fragments get purged, and so you can't redraw them when you're making stuff. So by the end of the game, the the stuff I was drawing was basically all you know, gain a command token, gain a trade good, etc. And so which are all super powerful. I mean, yeah, which is literally which is great. Yeah, those are quite strong. Yes, yes. Um, but it is the type of thing that you know, if if you're needing to you know sweeten a deal on like you know play this 
strategy tile immediately or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It is the type of thing that you could consider trading. Here, so, well, let me give you something crappy after I've pulled all of the cream off of the top. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so let me get this straight. One second, you were just saying that they were amazing or really good, uh, and now you're saying they're crappy. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, I'm telling you that what you, even then you never did it. Even after all of them were gone, you're like, ah, I'll still take all this stuff. Because why wouldn't you? The metagame continues. <laughs> I, I'm just, I just... It blows me away that I, it's not, well, you never even considered trying I to give it to somebody else because why? It's so powerful. And I, I, I after the game, I went over there and read it to make sure that it was even I correct right. because to me, it feels like it's something that you should only be able to give to other people. I mean, one of the things that happened in the expansion, or not the expansion, in TI4 was the commodities thing where you couldn't just sit yeah. on your own trade goods and be like, I'm not going to deal with anybody. I'll just mass this. I'll be the cats and I'll mass a million trade goods and then I'll use it to make myself more powerful. And and the, it made it this deal where you had to like interact with other people at the table. And then in the expansion, like, yeah, that whole design philosophy, pff, we're going to throw away that. <laughs> the, the, the commodities... Um mechanic in in the fourth edition i think was was really well designed and so that's great but but also part of it is the you know it's it's just kind of how the game played out and so you know at the start of the game obviously i'm not going to give it to someone because i'm wanting to get the relics fragments myself at the end of the game i would consider it but in the particular game we played um you had already stripped mine the galaxy well, it, it, I was I was in my preferred position of uh, someone else was uh, looked scary and everyone was paying attention to them while I am hopefully positioning myself to be able to pounce when the moment is right. And so and and I had good relations with my neighbors mostly. I you know I didn't really need to uh, be making those trades, but they're. There are situations where you you would need to potentially, or, or it would potentially be a good uh, trade thing to have available to negotiate with. So, I will say that one of my one of my favorite. Uh, if you're about to talk about the agenda phase, I am probably going to hang up from this call. <laughs> no, no, oh, okay. I was, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna say two of my favorite things about this particular playthrough are related to Josh. <laughs> and, and the first one is, is kind of, uh, you know, game respects game, I guess, but, uh, it was so funny. So one of, one of Josh's friends was, was my immediate neighbor to the right. And, you know, Josh was just really good at like, uh, he would, he would manipulate his friend by telling him, don't let Jay manipulate you. What, what Jay is describing is actually called telling the truth. It's yeah, we're actually on Josh's side here. <laughs> so those, those, those are the types of... Uh, Clearly he didn't give it enough emphasis. Fantastic. <laughs> Clearly he did not give it enough emphasis. In the end, everyone just wanted to be in Jay's peaceful kingdom. You know, what can we say? <laughs> it, it was also, it was also, um, uh, kind of fun watching Josh, the agent of chaos, 
trying to fight against his nature. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's so I, hard. You don't even understand. <laughs> I, Josh had as as his two uh, the, the player on his left and the player on his right had two players that were uh, a little bit less aggressive than uh, most of the, the other players. One of them was pretty much a brand new player, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and so, you know, Josh didn't really, there would be no tactical advantage for Josh to like poke the the sleeping giant or whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's so contrary to Josh's nature, and so it was <laughs> it was kind of enjoyable watching all that. Play out. <laughs> uh, I, before I guess before we go into uh, how many grading, grading the expansion, I'm curious what your guys' favorite some of your favorite things from this playthrough were. Well, even though I threatened to hang up if you brought it up, there was a, I, it might have even been our first agenda phase. So the agenda phase is when you draw laws and the galaxy gets to vote on them, essentially. And we, I really think it was our first agenda phase. And there were a lot of cards that got played that basically people were saying, like, the card said, I'm not voting this agenda phase, but I predict that the vote will go, you know, <laughs> Or the other yeah, and, and there were pretty substantial group. rewards if if you predicted correctly and and like i went so far as i had two of those cards so i hedged my bet and i played one card one way and one card the other way anyway there were probably four or five maybe six of them out and then jay's oh, like yes. yeah and then jay plays a card that literally canceled that agenda and started the votes over and i mean it was like it, it was basically the equivalent of a dm counterspelling his party's feather fall right after they jump out of a building or something, you know, like. So those, those cards are called, called writers and yeah. they, they're essentially. They're new too, aren't they? No, they were in the they old in one, the but I think they one. added okay. some, they added some versions of them in the expansion, but those writers are, they're the equivalent of, you know, in real life, pork barrel, pork barrel uh, legislation where, yeah. yeah, where you're trying to like, you're, you're throwing your thing in with the bill to see whether or not it's going to happen. I did enjoy them previously, but it felt like they that with the expansion, the number of them that got added to the deck, uh, or maybe it was the ratio of them. The just, ratio was maybe off, or maybe our shuffle was. Like, I think our yeah, shuffle I, might have just been a little bit off. Maybe, and and I, I guess I don't want to, you know, um, say super negative things about it right off the bat, but I just felt like there was too many in yeah, our water game. And and it gets to the point where the 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 part I enjoy about the agenda phase is the discussion of trying to sway people's votes and and voting, and the writers just basically take all that out. So there's not enough voting. Yeah, there's there's very little voting, and I yeah, I'm I I don't mind them if there's one per vote or two per vote, but there were times where it felt like there was three plus, and maybe that was partly because we had the the necrovirus, which yes. they don't they right. They, do it well, every and I think it was vote, also, vote. I think also that ended up being effect of my race's ability. My race essentially had eight additional votes anytime they voted, but I had to vote first. And so a lot of times I would set the tone and you would end up with several people who just then would abstain from the vote. And so, yeah, yeah I think it was kind of a combination. Yeah, the combination of all those things sort of soured it a little bit for me. Um, and again, I don't know how much of that is expansion and how much of that is just happenstance for the way that we ended up being played 
how many um expansion races are there seven seven new races so yeah. we only saw two of those the let's see jay's was jay's was new um and yours brian's was new and mine was new so i think oh, we, so saw, we three. saw three out of no no eight. i'm sorry i think i think flatlands was new too the dinosaur one was new yeah it was yep, I think. it was yes so we had half the table yeah we did races, which is probably expected considering you know if you saw two races and you're like well here's the new one here's the old one yeah, yeah. Uh, i want to try, try the shiny new one yeah, there's yeah. definitely an element of that with my selection yeah um it's interesting okay you know i don't know but i i think that if we were playing it a lot and that that continued to happen i'd want to remove some of the writers from the deck okay yeah Yeah. i can see that there was also this was the the final round one of the most glorious (laughs) uh interactions oh oh i know what you're gonna tell me about josh (laughs) i didn't know i had it in me honestly josh goes in and retakes Mechatol Rex. And, you know, Trevor's like, what are you doing? I was going to do that. Whoa, whoa you're, you're jumping to the middle of the story. The okay. f- I go first as the Nalu, and the very first thing I do is place a signal a, jam, myself. A signal yeah. jam on Mechatol Rex, yep. very clearly teleporting to, or telegraphing to everybody else that I'm going in. I mean, that wasn't necessarily... I have my a huge interpretation force, of it. There's two hexes right next to it. I'm in both of them with massive force. I mean, it clearly wasn't my interpretation either, Jay. Right. I mean, you, you were the very a, first player to act. Language, we'll have to put it explicit, but you guys are full of shit. <laughs> you knew damn well what I was doing. I, you could have very first action been the person to go in there. I, I interpreted it mainly <sighs> as I don't want Jay to take this no i needed yeah. more i needed a, i needed a turn or two to be able to go in True. i could go on the first action and you could have also said that i don't know that it would have dissuaded josh but um i did say that and it didn't dissuade him i mean if my jiminy cricket weren't like a, a cokehead <laughs> you know i would have like never got in there i would have just been like hey you could accomplish all your goals elsewhere right and, and you know. would be better off probably <laughs> yes yes so. um Anyways, so Josh goes in. Trevor's like, if that was what he wanted to do, he he starts prepping to unseat Josh, basically. Right. And Josh gives, like, this dagger look of death. And he's like, if you do this, I will give Jay my support for the throne card, and he will win the game. <laughs> I'm such a terrible person. <laughs> and at which point... Trevor's like, oh, well, I guess I can't take Mechatol Rex because then I'll lose the game because Josh will. <laughs> because Josh is a vindictive a-hole. Yes. All these things you say are true. But that's that's the type of glorious things that you see happen with <laughs> Twilight Well, really with any game of Twilight Imperium. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You aim for the asymmetric powers. You stay for the vindictive a-holes. I did. Uh, I did manage. So I misunderstood a tactics card that Josh played on me on the final round of the game, and so he he you know said he did this tactics card at me, and I immediately like shot like this look of absolute <laughs> death upon Josh. 
It was a and new he, level of rage that I've seen. Yeah, he's like, in all my years of gaming, I don't think you've given me this look before, Jay. <laughs> but I had misunderstood the... And so he withdrew the look. Yes, I did. <laughs> all right. Well, are we are we going to go through our normal rubric for grading, or I am prepared for the rubric. Before we before we continue, what else? So there was seven new races. There was the exploration cards. The mechs are new. Mechs. Um, what else there, was new? The advisors. The There's a couple techs that are new. Yeah, the the, the, the leader was, agent and yeah, lead, hero. Leader, those agent are new. Hero. Some of the stuff on the map. Yeah, there's new planet. That's true. There's new systems and such. Yeah, so and so I mean, it feels like the leaders um, and the races all seem to have an interaction with the exploration. So I don't know that you could remove exploration from the game. I just want to lay that as a cover. So. I don't think you could. Right. Correct. Well, like I said, the the rule book does not really present it as um, modular, right? Right. Yeah. Well, and and um, I think that some of the some of the balance of the original factions was they've attempted to do some of that with the leaders. I felt like my leaders were pretty weak. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that as a complaint, merely that I feel like the Nalu were a fairly strong race in right. base game TI4. Right. And the weak, the weakness of the leaders sort of balances that a little bit. In fact, my, my one agent, the, the equivalent of yours, lets you look at repeated exploration cards all they let me do is look at the top agenda card and only during the agenda phase. Mm. And I got my, the benefit I could do is I could show it to another person at the table. That's all that I could do is show it to somebody else. Um, and that in comparison to some of the, and not just yours, others as well. Um, right. It felt, it felt weak. And I, I'm not, I think that's probably appropriate, but I didn't, it's hard to say that without looking at some of the other races from the original um, game to see how they were balanced. To well. see what their leaders are yeah. you're saying yeah that's yeah. that's a fair point i guess my point is to those that are listening is we're we're taking this as a single play and we haven't seen everything yeah in uh some of the other things that are new real quick is um the there i think there's promissory notes that are racial now that's that's a little bit of a tweak there's that's obviously new, there's Josh. the no. racial promissory notes are not oh okay yeah no, i don't think that's new i'm pretty sure oh, that oh no they, i'm sorry there there's I'm just reading the details there. There's a there's one new generic promissory note called Alliance. Yes, oh, okay. that that yeah. that's the one that's yeah. new. I was gonna say then I guarantee you that Nalu had that racial one that I yeah ne- I never gave out because it's a bad one to give out. It's a bad one to give out. Is that what you said? Yeah, it, it, he doesn't want to have other people have it. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. yeah. What it what it does is the Nalu's special ability was to have the zero token. Well, right. your your racial is to give somebody else is you hand it to them and that at any given moment they can use they that can to become to, the Nalu essentially to, right? to be the zero for that round. And the truth is, is if you give it to a smart player, they'll hold on to it until the scoring until round. it matters. Yeah, until the very <laughs> end, and then they'll use it. So I would I would never give that one out. Right. I just think it's absolutely yeah. It's the whole reason out. you're playing the race is yeah yeah you'd be handing them your greatest win condition. And I did trade Trevor my racial ability, which allowed him to get a relic with two fragments instead of three. And I mean, I, I, that one I think is fine to potentially. Yeah, because it, it doesn't situation. take, well, and it doesn't take yours away. That's the problem. Yeah. Is when I hand yeah. it to somebody else, it's going to take my ability away at the wrong time. So anyway. Okay. First category. Uh, design. 
I have a couple of complaints. Let's hear them. First one is it feels like the game was very streamlined with the original release. And it feels uh, like... Yeah, with the fourth edition original release. Yeah, yeah like they did everything yeah. to make it more streamlined and move quicker. And I love that. And it feels like they sort of fell back on old ways, maybe, with mm-hmm. the expansion. And and multiple ways. I mean, like Jay's ability that only tar- that he could target whoever he wanted, including himself feels like it sort of goes against the, the, the design philosophy of, of the commodities and other things that are in the base game. It just feels, I don't want to call it lazy, but it is. There's some laziness in the expansion, I think. Mm, okay. I think the, this, this is probably going to be um, a recurring theme for me with, with, this, with my thoughts on this expansion. Um, and it's, it's kind of just a reiteration of what Trevor said, but I feel like um, it makes it kind of a bigger, more expansive game, where as the base game is kind of a a leaner, more efficient experience. And but I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't think that one or the other is necessarily good or bad. It's just what your it's up just what for, your right? what your preference would be, right? Kind of thing. Like yeah, oh, that's fair. Do I, do I want a longer game? Do I want to do a shorter game? Or you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, because actually one of the things the the expansion adds, I believe, is it allows you to play up to 14 points instead of 10. Right, yeah. So you could have it even I longer if you wanted. I thought that was in the base game already. But regardless, I think that um, I think that there could have been – they could have streamlined this a little bit better. So I I enjoyed the previous experience, but there were times when I was left a little bit wanting where maybe I wished it would have gone a little longer. Right. I just feel like this maybe goes a little too far. Yeah. And there were, I will say that one of the things I tried to do was, you know, we would, we, we had a swamp horror miniature that, that Josh had that would denote who the active player is. And, you know, we would be. Which is I something would, we did in the past. In yes, yeah. 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 And, you know, I would try to tell people like, okay, you're going to be, you know. On deck on deck you're the next person up be thinking about what you want to do with your turn and so there were things that we were trying to do to move the game along but even with those going on it still took you know this amount of time yeah and i i think that i would recommend that to anybody who's trying to play a game of ti yeah. three or four yeah. and they're having difficulty with time you really need to have something that designates whose turn it is and you need to be judicious about making sure it gets moved around so that everybody knows when it's their turn and they need to be doing it. If you don't, you end up with this situation where everyone's... These long still. pauses where no one knows who's turn yeah, it is or what's going on. And then all of a sudden someone's like, oh, it's your turn. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I've been sitting here doing nothing for the last 10 minutes. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. The, it it adds up. It really yeah, does. Yeah, that and, can definitely happen. It gets worse as you have more players. And one of the things I was super excited about for this expansion was the move to eight players. And it, it's one of those things where it can be hard to manage when there's eight people at a table. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, well, so I, I will just briefly say, as far as design goes, the the additions that I thought were really well done and I really enjoyed, the mechs I actually liked quite a bit. I thought the leaders were interesting. I, I agree with Trevor. It'd be nice to dig through more of the races and see kind of what effects all those different leaders have. Um I can't really complain about the new systems because we didn't necessarily see all of them, but like legendary planets is pretty cool stuff. Um, I probably my only really disappointing part is, is I tend to agree with Trevor a little bit that exploration maybe didn't add enough for what it ends up costing you in time. Right. Um, 
the new factions are fine. Like, I didn't feel like any one of them particularly, like, seemed egregious or anything. Um, but my then, number probably overall for the expansion, I mean, so Twilight Imperium is a solid 10 for me, right? Like, the expansion's still an easy 9 for me. And, again, I want the chaos, so. <laughs> um, we didn't mention the legendary planets before. Those are an expansion yeah, thing as yeah. well. That's true, yeah. right. And I'm assuming that if you do a random setup, which is the kind of the default for Twilight Imperium, that those would not necessarily be in there. Either could not be in there or would need to be placed next to Mechatol Rex in a non-random fashion. Because they're not equal. Those planets are strong. I had one. You had Primor, right? And Jay had Hope's End or whatever? Yeah, I don't know what Hope's End did, but Primor... um, it was it had an ability on it that I w- I could tap every turn that would put two um, troops ground troops out on the table. Now you would have thought that those would have to be on Primor, but you'd be wrong. The card basically said that you could put it on any planet you owned, and so we had we had a, a a law that was passed during the middle of the game that I I favored because it, it I could recover from it the easiest. The law basically killed half of everybody's troops and then gave them a monetary reward for the number of troops they had, you know, as compensation. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm building two troops a turn without even mm-hmm. having to blink my eye. And I can put them anywhere I want. So I, what did hopes into Jay? Um, it, it made it so that I could make a mech, uh, somewhere in my, in my empire. I think something like that. Did you have to pay for the mech? I don't think so. Oh, geez. Okay. So his was even better than mine. But my point being is that, like, if you have these legendary planets on the table, they can't be randomized. You can't have one of those next to somebody's right. planet. Right, right. That doesn't feel very fair. Yeah, I was trying to look briefly at the rules to see if I could see how those legendary planets get dealt out. Because, again, I just used the, uh, one of the pre-setup maps that's in the rule book. Right, yeah. Uh, I can't bind it off the top of my head. but that, That's so. okay. But it just people should be aware that there are these planets who have pretty strong abilities and really should be fought over. I feel like Hope's End and, and the planet I had, Primor, I don't think everybody at the table really knew what they were doing for us. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least with Jay's, he's had a limit. Like, he just, he has only so many mechs in his bag. Yeah, yeah. With mine, I could, I mean, if they let me sit on it for the, for, you know, turns after turns, I would have just been building free troops all over the place without having to take them anywhere. They would just appear on planets across the galaxy. I think my number will be an eight, um, mostly because I, I feel like, I guess another way of rephrasing where I said that it feels like the expansion increases the complexity of the game. And again, there's a lot of players who are going to be like, great, that's exactly what I want. And then right. there's going to be some that are like, oh, that sounds, that sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm probably going to be a little harsher on it because it does feel like a little bit cashed in from Fantasy Flight, which has sort of been their mantra. MO. Yeah, MO for the last few years. Um, anyway, I, I, I'm going to give it a six. I do agree with Jay that it, if I'm looking for more complexity, if I'm looking for eight players, this this does provide that. And I honestly don't think I'm going to go – I'm not going to go back. We're never going to play it without the expansion. So that says something. Um, but – you know, and maybe my opinion will change over plays, but right now, I just wish some of the mechanics were a little more streamlined. Like, here's an example. Let's say they make more. You have to have more relics, shards to create a relic, 
and every card gives you the option that it's either a relic shard or the text on it, and you choose. That takes some of the RNG out, guaranteeing that if I collect enough of them, I will get a shard, or I'll get a relic. You know what I mean? There's just too many things in it. I feel like they just sort of said, oh, you know, let's add more chits and let's add more players, a standard FFG thing. So. All right, it's time to speed round to the other segments. What is yep. the next one? Time management. Hee <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, We need more plays, honestly, to give a better... Yeah, that's yeah. fair. If I have to go off the cuff, I'll give it a two, but that's what you expect when you come in. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, my initial would be a, a five. You know, definitely, lo- definitely less streamlined than the base game, but got to blame yeah, some I, of that on newness, I guess, you know? I was going to say a three. It. Yeah. Uh, okay. So next one. Uh, repeatability. Yes, please. Yeah. Hi. I enjoyed it, and and all it does is make me want to see more. I want to see the rest of the remaining races. I want to see the races in other people's hands because that's mm-hmm. you know just sometimes you think I need more you, agendas in my life. Yeah. You sometimes you look at a race and be like, okay, that seemed really poor, and then you put it in the hands of a good player, and you're like, oh, I was way wrong, or mm-hmm. vice versa. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what's your numbers? I'm given 10 on repeatability. Um, I'm going to give it a tentative 8 and, and wait and see, because I, I need another play before I can really tell the repeatability of it. Okay. Uh, I'll go for 9. Reasonable. Uh, uh, fun? I mean, it's still a 10 for me. It's, <laughs> and I guess just, my question is how much... I just can't help myself. How much does... I mean, so would you... I mean, Trevor said we, we won't be going back, but... And did you feel like, in general, how much how much do you th- feel the expansion increases the fun of this game? Okay, yeah, interesting. Um, okay, grading it that way, I would say I would say an eight still for me. The Here's stuff the, that I liked, I liked that much, you know, extra. Yeah. Here's the issue: I want to play with eight players. And as we already right. sort of discussed, it's hard to to remove the remainder of the stuff that the expansion adds without removing some of those races. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm sure we could house rule and find a way to you play could, eight players. You could do eight players without any expansion races and without the expansion stuff. Hmm. You could do that, I think. The, yeah. What you just said to me, what, it hurt my ears, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I would do it. It hurts my ears. If you said that about any other board game, I'd be like, what? <laughs> and this is the king of board games. Okay, next category. Uh, overall, uh, I'm going to give it a solid nine because I am the fanboy. Cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> I think I'll go with eight. Yeah, you guys saw it more favorably than I did. Um, I, I'm happy about the eight players, and I'm going to play it again, and I will love it, but it... It feels like feels like my favorite board game got some got done dirty a little bit. <laughs> okay, how bad? How dirty did it get done? Eh, not not that bad. I mean, I'm not gonna like refuse to play again. But I I I hate saying anything right here because I feel like I've only given it one play. I haven't yeah. seen all the races. I haven't seen. There's a lot I feel like I'm missing. Trevor, if people didn't come here for hot takes, what would they come here for? Uh. Reform picks? <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, know. I guess so. <laughs> um, I wouldn't discourage anybody from purchasing it. I think you probably should if you'd like the base game. I think you should give it a shot. Um, and 
I've never shied away from a 10 hour board game. I don't know why I would now. Right. Okay. All right. Well, any final thoughts? Let's get, let's get our next play on the schedule. Yeah. For audience, if you enjoy 10 hour board games, this is for you. (laughs) I mean, if you enjoy TI4 to start with, or if you want to try it, um, I would encourage anybody to get the TI4 base game first, play it with five of your other friends, and then make you the decision whether or not that experience is for you. Because if it is, you should try it with the expansion. I'll also say four player is a, a very good base game number of players. Yeah, especially like to learn it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those games that the amount of time it takes is very dependent on the number of players. And so if you want a shorter, less downtime, personal downtime experience. It's, I mean, in general, three and five is just kind of like a no-go for me, and four and six get the thumbs up, so. Yeah, that's that's a good is, is description. Five, is five a no-go for you because of the map layout? Yeah, mostly, yeah. Maybe with the actually, expansion hyperlanes, it wouldn't be as bad, Jay. Yeah, I actually yeah, probably. like the hyperlanes, I think five players is, for the agenda phase, five players is actually a good spot. Um, I just, I agree with Jay, the map's always horrible with five players, but I don't right. know, I've never seen the hyperlane maps for five players. So that is one thing that I did like quite a bit. I think it's a good addition. The hyperlanes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, let's know what you guys think about Twilight Imperium and the expansion. We are interested in your opinions.